Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's functioning geekaholics. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, everybody's on. Now if we can just get everybody off. <laughs> my, wife <looked> me. <laughs> uh, my wife just gave me the look. <laughs> everybody, welcome to Functioning Geekaholics. As always, we have Jay from Geeks and Goddesses, Corey from TNC Comics, and Mega Collector Steve from Beatdown Battleground. Did I do it right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then Sean from Nerdgasms.net. How you guys all doing? Good. Awesome. Swell. So I believe this week uh, we were deciding what we wanted to talk about, and Corey was all up in arms about Maddie Collector and their subscription service for action figures. Am I correct, Corey? That is correct. All right. Uh, shall we Shall we have a discussion about the the concept of of subscription service for action figures and, and how uh, Mattel does their adult collector lines. Sure. All right. So Corey, since you were very focused on that, why don't you, <laughs> why don't you start us off and tell us what your, uh, what riles your blood up? What riles my blood is I have a problem with a million dollar corporation trying to run it like a Kickstarter project. And what I mean by that, is every year they shell out a little thermostat on their website and they try to drum up their subscription-based sales. And little by little, this thermostat goes up. And what they're saying is, we will not make these figures unless this amount is met. And I have a problem with that because to me, that's nothing more than a glorified Kickstarter program, which is essentially the same thing where people who do not have money but have ideas go and have their idea made through Kickstarter by asking people to donate uh, with rewards returned to them to meet a certain goal. And in my mind, Mattel is doing exactly the same thing by threatening collectors that they will not get the figures that they want unless they subscribed blindly, I might add, to their subscription-based services. I that's, guess my, that's, that's my main concern. As somebody that subscribes every year to said many collector lines, um, I, I guess I'll give my opinion on it. Is is you're right? It's it basically is a Kickstarter type campaign. And uh, for those of you that don't, uh, I guess their their big line with this is the He Man, the Masters of the Universe line. So basically, around San Diego Comic Con time, they open up a subscribing period of like two or three weeks and they say you have to subscribe basically committing to one figure a month plus four quarterly figures plus a few other figures for the year and you have to buy them all you have to buy and a lot of them are sight unseen so they don't tell you this is exactly what you're getting you which a Kickstarter model would a Kickstarter model would say 
this is exactly what you're getting when you if you donate this much money. So they'll show so at some of the com- bigger conventions, New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, uh, and such, they'll announce different figures. But we just found out all the figures we're getting for 2014 at San Diego. So it was July of the current year when we found out when we found out all of the figures that we were getting from. <laughs> what was that? Did a plane fly through our show? I'm betting five dollars. Steve belched. <laughs> I think it was a drone. Uh, wow. So, so I, I really not a big fan of the model myself. But if that's the only way that Mattel will make the figures that I really want, then I am going to pony up the money because the, I really love the He-Man figures. But that's just it. They're holding you ransom, and they have they have the capital. To go out and do these things, you know, there's no reason for them to do a Kickstarter program, and that's what's just Kickstarter subscription. Be and take your money blindly. I mean, because what they'll do is, is I'm not so much into the Master of the Universe one, but I'll talk for the DC. On DC, they'll show you stuff that'll help complete you set your set. You know, they'll show you stuff like ten from the Metal Men because they already gave you the other three. And they know you're going to want ten to complete your metal bin set because they know that collectors are completionists, unfortunately. And they'll show you that, but what they won't show you is in the middle of the year you get a granny goodness, which is just a fat old lady that nobody wants. But you are locked in to buying that. And I don't know, maybe I'm old fashioned because I'm a kid from the '80s. But the way I look at it, you buy the, you make the figures, and if they're good enough. I'll buy them. If they're not good enough, I'm not going to buy them. I shouldn't be held hostage to get action figures, to get toys. I mean, that's ridiculous. And you look now at what they did with the Doomsday. They had their thermostat up, and at halfway, it was you would get the the chained-up Doomsday. You know, the one with you don't see anything. He's just got the goggles, the green containment suit. But if... Sorry, if, not to interrupt you. It's the ahead. same one that came out for San, they did as a San Diego Comic Con yes. exclusive this year. Yes, but this is what it was. Is they were saying that they needed the thermostat completely full to get the uh, Doomsday Unleashed, all the bone protrusion sticking out, the contamin- contamination suit ripped away. Well, they didn't get that. So what they ended up doing was making the containment suit Doomsday and giving them away at San Diego Comic Con, or not giving them away, but selling them at San Diego Comic Con. And saying, you know, sorry, we didn't get to our goal. We won't be able to produce it. If you want Doomsday, this is the best we're going to be able to do. This is the last DC action figure that the Four Horsemen will make, blah, 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 blah. So they sold this thing at Comic-Con. And now three weeks ago, pictures have leaked of a Unleashed Doomsday. And now Mattel's coming out with, yeah, we were able to push it through. You're going to get one figure from the horsemen blah 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 this will be the last figure we'll ever make blah 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 more of the same rhetoric to the point where i don't trust anything that they say they have repeatedly (laughs) they have repeatedly gone back over and over again with talking out of their bungholes hey Corey, can i ask a quick question like how how much uh are these figures i'm i'm not familiar with how much they are per these per figures 
are anywhere from twenty to thirty dollars for a normal size figure, and that does not include shipping. Oh. And you are forced to buy one of these every month per your prescription if you do the prescription based. And then, like uh, like Sean said, there's also a quarterly figure that you're roped in. I don't believe you you have to buy the quarterly figure. Yeah, you do. For do you for okay. the the He Man line, it's the figures are twenty seven dollars each, yep. and you are locked in for there's one figure that's a subscription only figure so that's the exclusive for the subs the only way you can get it is being a subscriber there's the 12 monthly figures four quarterly figures and then a uh, and then there's a few out of sub sub things that they have like the San Diego Comic Con and then a couple of other ones but I believe the cost is around like six hundred some dollars for a whole year. Yeah, if you bought every, if you buy everything, which you have to, it's six hundred dollars plus and a shipping. Lot of, plus shipping. And if I remember right, on the months where you have a figure and you have a quarterly figure, they do not combine shipping, do they? They do. Did uh, they just start that? Because I remember that was a huge complaint with the DC crowd. Yeah, that was. They've done that for He-Man for I think the last two years. But the if you before what they used to do is if you had two subscriptions and you didn't order them at the exact same time, or with the He-Man line they have like these mini subs that are like more focused like a Princess of Power sub or you know Filmation sub, and it's uh they before those weren't combined either so you would get ship ship two boxes with double shipping, and mm. the shipping is stupid expensive it's the most expensive slowest shipping that you can get. Yep. It takes from California to my house. It takes like nine days, and it, for one figure, it's like nine dollars. It's ridiculous. So there and, must be some kind of uh, you know group or something that you know we can uh, put together to like uh, force these guys to listen to their customers. This seems like a very uh, you know undemocratic way of doing it. I think the issue is is that with the lines so there's Mattel and then Maddie Collector is like their adult collector lines and it's not um it's not a profit center for Mattel because their money comes from like Hot Wheels and wrestling figures and Barbie and uh, Monster High and those types of things and but like, those are all Hasbro owned properties unlike DC or uh, something like that where they have to license out so they get to keep all the profits from that don't they yes they do they yeah. also own he-man so that's all profits too but the the issue is is that so when they have the adult collector line it's not something they're going to sell the stores so it's a limited number they don't tell you what the numbers are the guesstimate for he-man is there's about 10,000 figures made of each one and so they they're saying well we need to sell 10,000 of these in order to make it worth our while and we have to sell 10,000 and the you know then it becomes oh that they start making because the line's been going since uh, 2008 so they start making obscure figures and does everybody want these obscure figures because once you get past the core people then you start splintering your audience does everybody want uh, this Hunga the Harpy. Does everybody want the the villainous talking rabbit? 
maybe, maybe not. It's true. There really is a, a villainous rabbit called Plun, uh, Plundar. And, and so does everybody want those figures? No, but they're forced to buy them. Steve, you're quiet. Good time. <laughs> so, yeah, so, th- okay, let me ask you this also, Sean. How many times have you been told, hurry up and buy something because we're selling out, have it sell out, and then miraculously more copies are found a week or a few months later? Oh, it happens quite a bit. And they call and it you- they call it customer – what is he doing? They call it customer service stock. So it's – they're like, oh, we set, set aside a bunch in case there was defective figures. You could send them back and we'd have extras. And then they release them to sell. But nobody knows and so people are rushing around. And the – but I can defend a lot of what they do in some creepy way that – Because you're a sheep. No, I just want these figures. I just want these figures so bad. And uh, but the the one that really just bothered me so much was the the Doomsday because Doomsday is awesome because I hate I hate Superman. I said it. I hate Superman. He's a stupid jerk and I don't like him. So I, I like Superman as well. So I like Doomsday because he kills Superman. So that makes him good in my eyes. And when they announced that, they didn't meet the requirements. And I didn't subscribe to the DC line because I didn't like a lot of the figures. And so I didn't subscribe. And so when they announced that, well, they were all that we were going to get was the, the Doomsday in the suit, I bought him. And so I bought him on false pretenses because I wouldn't have bought the suit one if I would have known that they – Three weeks later, we're going to announce that they were coming out the full one. Exactly. And, and it's it's one of those things is I'm so mad at them, but I'm so happy it's coming out, and I don't know how to feel <laughs> about it. Like I just want – it's like like if somebody like, uh, takes your tonsils out, but then they give you all the ice cream afterwards. I don't know whether to be mad at them. They, they, they made me take my tonsils out or if I'm happy that I'm getting all this ice cream. It it's just, just don't diff- know. <laughs> it's just difficult because I don't trust anything they say. And, you know, obviously corporations aren't going to give you the inside scoops, but it's just frustrating. And then they tried to put a spin on it by saying, well, the people that bought the containment suit are the ones that have gotten the real good deal because eventually somebody will make another doomsday unleashed. Nobody's probably ever going to make another Doomsday containment suit. So they're they're trying so hard to make it look like they're doing good on both fronts. And in reality, they're just talking out of both sides. What you had said earlier, Corey, about the uh, um, you can't trust them or whatever and how often do they find extra stock. I don't – I haven't subscribed to the newsletter, but I don't really buy anything. But I have noticed a lot of times I keep getting emails saying, you know, you've got – till you know like september 1st to you know get your subscription or it'll run out these figures will never be made and then september 1st comes you know and it'll be like you know deadline extended you now have to to, you know so like all these people it's like they've already got all the stuff ready to go they just want to alert like you said pull in as many people as they can and you know they're like you know last date is this date final date and then a just getting one more week. Yeah, it's like one more week. You know, we're now adding one extra figure, and 
you know, you got one extra week to do it, but do it this week because it's the over. And I noticed uh, Sideshow Collectibles kind of started doing that with some of their hot toys and other stuff. They'll sell out uh, really, really quickly. Um, they had the Marty McFly Back to the Future hot toy that just popped up. They're exclusive. And within hours, it sold out. And a lot of people were freaking out because they're like, that's a lot first time in a long time that one of these is sold out so quickly. Um, so immediately a bunch of people started getting on the wait list. The very next day, everybody's wait list started converting. And, you know, so other people started getting on the wait list. There's all converted. And speculation is that they're doing that. So people can't use reward points and all that stuff. You know, they make it sell out quick, make it people frantic that they're going to miss it. And then add people back to it through the wait list thing. So. I think a lot of companies are employing that where they kind of mislead what their stock is and yeah and try to get, try to expensive. give you a sense of urgency to try to get you to hurry up and buy it instead of waiting yeah. sitting back and waiting mm-hmm. and it's it's a weird game that everyone's playing is I, on some level i understand what what the companies are doing because they are putting out this huge investment I mean, Mattel, not as much as, as like, Sideshow. Like, Sideshow's not that big of a company as, like, Hasbro or Mattel. They they put out all this money to in time to sculpt it, paint it, produce it, and then ship it over, and then, fingers crossed, that things sell. So sometimes they have to do a lot of things to make sure that, that they're working through their, their stock so they can afford to keep making new stuff. And... Yeah. So it's it's a hard game, and you you know there's a lot of people out there that are gonna that are like, well, I don't I don't want to pay four hundred dollars for this thing. I'm gonna wait and see if it goes on sale, or I'll wait to see if I can get it on the secondary market. Or and you just want people to you want to be able to turn your stock over as soon as possible. Now let me ask you another question. Since you do the Masters of the Universe, did you get and are you happy with the Castle Gray Skull? I bought the Castle Grey Skull. I collected package, so I haven't taken it out. It's just in a big box. <laughs> okay, well, my, under- graphics? my understanding is they once again did the thermostat pre-order Kickstarter program to get that made. And when the final production was done, it was smaller than what they had showcased. Is that true? It is true, but they, they gave the option they said we'll have it at this convention and this convention come and see it if you see it and you don't like it you can you can get a refund and the the two big issues well the one issue was it was just it was smaller than they said and they said that they couldn't they tried to make it a certain size and then when they put the the bells and whistles on it that the production cost was more than what they could sell you know at that price point so they had to shrink it down but i think the big issue was that in in the mock-up that they had you could have he-man on battle cat be able to ride through the the door of castle grayskull but when they showed the, the the first production sample that you couldn't it was too small so people lost their minds and that that was the bummer for me is the castle size is really big i mean it's it almost didn't it almost didn't fit in my door 
it's a in that box it was it's enormous it's really big the i don't know where i would have put it if it was the size that they originally said it would be so i'm not sad about the size and they did fix the door issue they just dropped the the hinge down to make it you know allow for for it to uh, battle cat with he-man to come in but that when the the door issue was the one that bothered me at first and then do you feel that it's worth $300 plus shipping? Well, I bought it early, so I got it for 250 But okay. yes. I mean, if you consider it like back in the day, what did, what did the you know, play sets cost? Like 100 bucks, like 25 years, 30 years ago? So, you know, it's, it's for what it is, I, I don't think it's that bad of a deal. It's sure it's expensive, like it's a lot of money, but... It's it's a big playset, and there's a lot of bells and whistles. There's a lot of deco to it. And, okay, go ahead. And it's it's really cool. So, hey Sean, I was just going to, oh. oops, sorry, Kari. One quick question: Is it the same size as the one back in the eighties? It's it's bigger. Oh, it's bigger. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's much. I, bigger. I had one back in the day, so I was, I'm trying to scale it and see how how it would look nowadays. Yeah, if I'm looking at mine now, uh, if I can, I'm trying to eyeball because they're not next to each other. You could probably fit in inside the the box that Castle Gray Skull is in the the new one. You could probably fit like like I don't know five of the old Castle Gray Skulls inside the box. Wow, it's pretty big. That is huge. Plus, the whole thing's filled with foam in one tiny little castle. That's it's true. I have giant, no giant, giant box. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. No, but I saw, I did see it at, at San Diego last year, so or the year before. I don't know. Whenever did you they see had the shrunk down one or the I saw original? I saw the actual one that Pixel Dan had to review. So it was the actual production sample, um, and it was it's pretty big. I mean, when the when the lady at the booth was standing next to it, uh, it was it was not much big or not much smaller than her. Okay, so what, what I was going to say was if you guys want to see a really cool website, go to plaidstallions.com. I go to that site. It's It makes me it's sick. wonderful. What it is – oh, Steve will like it too. And, and Jay, what it is is it's um, old advertisements from 1980s toy stores, um, old photographs. Um, it's just beautiful you see like walls and walls of he-man figures walls and walls of terror terror dome uh play sets it's you can see like old toys r us ads and you can see the ads and the old Mellaway figures you know buy three of these he-man send away for the accessory pack it's just a really cool nostalgia website I'm looking it up now <laughs> it, it's it's kind of funny that you brought that up is because I've been putting together something that I wanted to do um, that was going to be like a sort of like a an episodic documentary and I was going to get like like people that were um, big wigs in the like the toy industry and uh, I was going to have them like sit down and look at pictures of from like Platt Stallion of, of like Toys R Us back in 1985, 83 and, and just talk about, you know, how 
like the stories of them being going into the stores and, and what the, what it was like back then, and get it, like it, a, and get like a perspective from from this person who like a big wig. I tried to do it first episode with Scott from the Toy Guru from Mattel, but he didn't understand the concept and he just kept talking about the new action figures that were coming out and it's like I can't deal anymore. <laughs> it's it makes you depressed to look at a toy aisle now. Oh, absolutely. They're uh, to be honest, they're crappy. <laughs> they're really crappy in terms of what kids ha- uh, have to deal with nowadays. Yeah, when I walk down a toy aisle and I can't find something that interests me, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, nowadays you'll get like um, you'll go down a toy aisle and they'll put out like one case of twelve figures of star wars and on this website you go back and you look at some of the others oh my god it's just an entire wall of nothing but gi joe vehicles or an entire wall of pegs completely full i'm talking like six pegs across eight pegs down of nothing but he-man figures the he-man figure section in the old toys r us's was bigger than the whole toy section in most stores now i wouldn't doubt it it makes me sad but I was actually at Target the other day, and Target had, a, I counted, zero Star Wars figures. Oh, that's unbelievable. There, there weren't like 14 six-inch Greedos and Leia's? <laughs> there, there, was, <laughs> there was absolutely nothing. Wow. wow. But I did score my, uh, my Walgreens exclusive Boba Fett six-inch. Oh, how'd you find really? We haven't got anything out. The only Walgreens exclusives we got so far is the Tyrion Lannister from the Game of Thrones. We still haven't gotten the white Boba Fett and we haven't gotten the Agent Venom. My sister's uh boyfriend is like a manager of a Walgreens, so I I texted him and he told me he would keep an eye out for it and he when it they came in, he pulled it out and and bought it for me. That's how bad we've gotten is now you have to have connections at Walgreens. <laughs> that's where yeah. that's where being a pharmacist helps. <laughs> back on the Maddie, uh, back on the Mattel thing, it just I just saw an article here that says Lego overtakes Mattel as the top toy maker. Wouldn't doubt it. Lego is hitting all the good licensing that's just drawing in all the collectors. You know what? I don't I don't collect Legos. Just surprised I collect everything. Um, but. Uh, maybe two years ago, my wife and I walked into. We were at a water water tower place in Chicago, which is like a famous landmark. But it's like a they have a mall in there for two. And we were in there, and they had a Lego store. So I was like, "Oh, let's go in." John, oh, hold on, one. <laughs> busted. Dad, Jesus, I, I told you not to talk to me when I'm on the phone. Talk <laughs> oh. pretty ladies, leave me alone. God, mom, my meatloaf. <laughs> Mom also said not to stick your dick in the vacuum cleaner. So, uh, is he jealous that you've been chatting with babes online all day? <laughs> you got you sweet babes. Sweet babes. Uh, so I remember what I was saying. Oh, so I went in the Lego store and I was like, oh my God, these are so cool. They had all these amazing Star Wars Legos. Um, I start like looking around. There was like some of them that were like $400. So I was like, holy yeah. cow, mm-hmm. Legos are expensive. Yeah, I think the rough estimate is when you look at a when you look at a set, it's almost like ten cents a piece. So if it's a hundred piece set, it's usually about ten bucks, and that's just a rough estimate. But that's how it's been, from what I've seen. 
anybody happen to get the uh, Back to the Future hoverboard from Mattel? Uh, no, because that thing was the biggest pile of crap ever. Yeah, that's uh, what I heard. I heard it was. So I didn't know. If it doesn't had stand it. on the stands. The decals are not put on correctly. I mean, and from what I understand, it was a hundred dollars. If it was like a twenty dollar hoverboard made for fun, that's one thing. But this yeah, is it's like hollow plastic too, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be focusing on the to the collectors, and it doesn't. Yeah, no, it's I can buy like replicas online for a lot less of like all three of the boards, four of the boards that were in the movie. Hey, you uh, know, solid, Sean, solid, okay. solid wood, all that stuff, and look better than the one Mattel put out. So, and that's plastic. So, Sean, I am looking on Plaid Stallions right now. They have a 1983 Toys R Us ad that has Castle Gray Skull in it for twenty nine ninety nine. For real? Holy cow! That was cheap. Maybe I was thinking of the. Uh, it was the hundred dollars for the Snake Mountain. No, for uh, the Hive. No, for uh, the USS Flag. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right for G.I. Joe. You could have got a Battle Cat for six ninety nine. The attack tank. The attack tank was nineteen ninety nine. Did anybody see the He Man: The Masters of the Universe documentary that just came out? No, I wanted to. I I think we talked about it last time, but I haven't got around to it. It's pretty good. Where can you find that, uh, Sean? Is I, it on Netflix or something? No, I went and saw a screening. Uh, Chicago filmmakers did a sc- uh, two screenings of it uh, a couple weeks ago in Chicago. What's the story about? It's basically they they went through and they interviewed all of the people that were involved in the making of the T-Man figures from – like uh, the artist who did the drawings for it, the guy who did the original sculpt mock-ups, um, to animation people at Filmation. Um, they even had Lou Scheimer, the head of Filmation Studios, and they they just basically told the story of of He-Man, like the cartoon, the rise and the fall of the action figures, because the the. It was like the biggest toy line ever. It was bigger than Star Wars as far as number of sales. And then and then just one year, it just bottomed out. They did the story of uh, the, the Dolph Lundgren movie. and <laughs> So is that the cause of the fall of He-Man? No. Dolph Lundgren? Actually, that movie made a lot of money. That movie was like number one at the box office for like four straight weeks. Because nobody knew better. Clearly not. It was a big scam. Well, they <laughs> said they said the movie originally, uh, I guess, Kodak. I think it was Kodak Studios bought it, and they, they don't even have a studio anymore. And they they ran out of money to, so they couldn't film the ending of it. And they're like, "Well, let's just end it." So they were going to end the story just like right in the middle with no explanation of anything. They were like, "Let's just end it. We'll put the credits." And they finally were able to get uh, Mattel to pony up some of the money so they can do an ending for it. And then uh, when they went and they shot, like, the last half hour of the movie in, like, a two-day span, which is ridiculously incredible. But they uh, they were saying that at that time, or at the, t- the peak of He-Man, that He-Man was, like, 97% of Mattel's sales worldwide. Wow. And then when they dropped off, they almost declared bankruptcy. Well, because back back then they didn't have the DC license, wasn't that uh, uh, who was that that had that? Oh, I brain farted. I believe it was Kenner. Ken, was it Kenner? 
They still would have had. They would have had Barbie though, still, right? Yeah, and you—that's what I was always the whole time. Like they were showing the the stats in the the, middle, the movie, and I was like, God, was Barbie like in a, a lull? I think if Barbie had its own cartoon, then maybe its sales would have, you know, that's true, jumped. But I guess the cartoon really made everyone want to get a figure. So I think when the end of the '80s cartoons ended, I think that's where all our favorite toys just disappeared, right? Minded, but they were still around. They were they were they were talking about the uh, the the He-Man vehicle with the rock, and it just you press the button, it smashes down. Is it Smashosaurus or something? Um, they said the original name for that was supposed to be Ballbuster, and yeah. Lou Shimer was like, "I'm not putting that in a film uh, cartoon for kids. We're not calling something a Ballbuster." That's too bad. Yeah, the gay back door. Well, the, the, one of the guys who claims he created He-Man, he was so ridiculous. Like, he just kept saying, he's like, I wanted a character that was going to make everybody look like a wimp. He was going to make Arnold Schwarzenegger look like a wimp. He was going to be so muscular that everybody was going to be a wimp. And the guy was so, he was like ridiculous. And they, they showed his original, like, uh, sculpt. And it looked like a, like a kindergarten class made it. It was like he took a figure and then just added more muscles to him with clay. <laughs> I just got that uh, Plastic Galaxy DVD, the uh, story of Star Wars toys. It sounds a lot like what you're saying about the Mattel. Yeah, it I, off. I want it. Did you watch it yet? Sorry, I didn't mean no. to. No, I just got it. Trying to look at these, trying to look at these ads, you could get the G.I. Joe headquarters for thirty two ninety nine. If only I had a time machine. Yeah, if only we knew. You can get the uh, Jabba the Hutt throne playset that came with Jabba, the hookah pipe, Salicious Crumb uh, for seventeen ninety nine, and Star Wars figures were three ninety nine a piece. Yeah, I, uh, I got some of those like, boxes from my vintage stuff, and yeah. it's funny to see like the Jabba playset. It's got like the seventeen ninety nine price tag, and like a fifteen. And like a thirteen, then a nine ninety nine, and I think it's four ninety eight. Yeah, four ninety four ninety eight. I think is what uh, the vinyl one was. Yeah, I just I just keep saying, if I had a time machine, I would sell it and then buy a lot of toys. We can make a time machine out of a DeLorean. Time machines aren't real because if they were, somebody would have came back by now to tell us we made a time machine. <laughs> that guy would be awesome. So let me ask you this. Uh, this question is for Steve since he collects Star Wars. Do you buy the same figure over and over again when it comes out in different packaging? I uh, used to. And then when they started doing it all the time, I realized no. <laughs> like it would usually if it was like, uh, say, when they came out with the VOTC line or something like that. If it was the same figure in like that same set of twelve figures, I usually would, so I'd have the full twelve. Uh, but since then, I've gotten away from all the smaller stuff, and I don't really do that anymore. Well, because I don't, it seems I, like, I don't it, stuff to complete anymore. It, it seems like they do the same thing. They'll roll out the same dozen, two dozen figures, and then the next year they'll just re-release them again in the same in different packaging. Oh yeah, yeah, and it it saved me money because you know. Uh, like Darth Malgus or something like that that comes out and is going for $40 on the secondary market. 
I, I'll never pay that because I know, like you said, in next year it's going to be on a different card, and I can just get it then. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I don't do that anymore. Because to bring this full circle, that's my other beef with Mattel, is they give up on lines so quickly, especially with the DC licensing. Is now you had the um, <clears throat> what were the oh, the little three and a quarter inch ones that they made a few years back that were always in the orange packaging. I can't remember what they were called, but they did right. those. What's that? All right, now you're talking about. Yeah, Mattel. yeah, they made those like for a year or two and then they quit making that and then they moved on to the uh dc universe universal figures basically yeah. to, to go against marvel universe figures and then they quit making those and now they're re-releasing them again and it's basically they just keep re-releasing batman and re-releasing superman and re-releasing batman and re-releasing superman and then they get surprised when they don't sell it's because nobody needs 17 copies of Batman. You know, I understand he's your bread and butter, but how about branching out a little bit? Well, I I talked to Daryl DePriest, who's one of the head toy guys at Hasbro, and I talked to him a little bit about this. And basically the, the concept is, is that if you're selling something at big box stores, you're selling it retail, so you want Walmart to carry it, Target to carry it, Toys R Us to carry it, etc., that they all have their hands in the cookie jar too. So you don't just make toys and then go, oh, here, buy these. That they, when you get so big that those companies go, no, 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 we don't want that character in there or we want that character more heavy packed. And it really gets in the way of what they're trying to do sometimes. And so they, and they also, with a line like Star Wars, it's a continuation line that's, theory going to go on for a long time is at some point if you stop making your main characters the ones that that everybody knows that new people won't jump into the line and collect that's been a a criticism of the he-man line is if somebody were to jump in and try to start collecting now and they want tila who's one of the main characters in the whole stupid show they have to pony up like $200 to buy her on the secondary market because they're not releasing her anymore. But so he or a Star Wars, they re-release a different Luke every, you know, in every outfit. And they want to keep having Lukes out there because if a mom's going in there and buying a toy for her kid, well, she knows Luke Skywalker. She knows Yoda. She knows Darth Vader. And those are the characters uh, that they're going to recognize. And then new kids that start collecting at some point they want the characters they know first before they get some obscure character like Darth Malgus who I have I might have two if I have a second one Steve I will I'll send them to you I've, I've got two on the original card two on the ones coming <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem <laughs> what about you Jay where do you weigh in on all the toy conspiracies Oh, I think it's definitely, you know, half of it is marketing, half of it is greed, half of it is, you know, um, you know, now that we're a little bit on the older side and we kind of know what the games they're playing, it just seems like, um, you know, you have a harder time, you know, collecting the things that you want because you have to jump through so many hoops. You know, um, God forbid we get something from Comic-Con and they have some exclusive there that we need. 
you know, that you have to jump through hoops down there too. So it seems like it's a very difficult um, world to, to, to be in, you know, from what I can see. I, I, I collect small things, and so, um, you know, I, I'm not a mega collector yet, but um, <laughs> it's, very, it's very, you know, interesting to hear, you know, all the perspectives that are, have been said today on uh, what we're doing here. Well, my other drawback is on purchasing is Mattel has such a history of canceling their toy lines that I don't want to buy into something that I'm not going to get the complete set from. That they're just going to be like, you know what, we're not going to do this. It's not selling like we thought. Like the um, the Young Justice figures for the cartoon. Mm-hmm. They they quit that bef- before they finished the six-inch line. They needed to do a Superboy and a Miss Martian for that line to be complete you know, the main core team to be complete and they just quit and their excuses. Well, the sales weren't there. Well, the sales weren't there because you wanted $20 for a six inch figure. They weren't even six inch where they were. No, I think, no, that's right. They were like four inch figures that came with like a little piece of plastic for like a training session, like, uh, the arrowhead or whatever her name was the bow and arrow girl. She came with like a, a target practice thing, but they marked, they made the price up so much that nobody could buy at that price. But then when they did, uh, Mattel did their Kickstarter program again and tried to get Miss Martian and Superboy made, but they wanted $50 for the two pack. Wow. And, and then like, well, I guess, and then they're, when it doesn't get made, they're like, well, the, uh, the interest wasn't there. No, the interest was there, but your price point made it, totally unobtainable so there should be a place where we can shame them into uh <laughs> you know dropping the price or at least disclosing who they're who they're making <laughs> it is it's it's on the mattel website their forums are just full of people like upset at at the different things at, at the digital river um shipping services they use for the maddie collector uh, certain figures not getting made, the price points. I mean, everybody complained, but it's like they want to make 30% profit per figure. And they won't budge off of that to the point that when their costs rise up, they try to pass that on to the customer and there becomes a breaking point where I'm not going to pay 25 or $30 for a six-inch figure. I'm just not going to do it. So do you want to take no profit margin or do you just want to take a 20% profit margin and bring the cost back down and bring the price back down a little bit you know and I'm sure it's all about their profit margin and their stocks and stuff you know you have to show a certain amount of profit for your stocks to go up but there comes a point where you just end up hurting yourself more than you're helping yourself I mean and if you go to the the, uh, the forums they like lambaste the the guy who runs the the product line for for some of the Maddie Collector lines, Scott, he's like the the brand manager for Masters of the Universe. And there's a lot of things that he doesn't have a say on. So he has bosses that say, all right, no, this, this, and this. And he has to pass that information along. And there's some things that he's a little shady on. And there's some things that he doesn't take to heart what fans want. But, uh, you know, he has a a finite amount of power and it's very finite but they people get so mad at him about about policies that he does no control over like revealing all the figures in the line he's, or 
He's they, basically the Stan Lee of Mattel. Yeah, they just prop him up and he has to say things that nobody wants to hear. Like, oh, we promised you that this figure would have this, but then it was too expensive, so we're not going to give it to you at all. And they it's gotten to the point where they posted – somebody got a hold of his wedding photos and were posting them, like making fun of his wife. And you're like – Oh, that's like, you pretty can't, lame. Yeah, you can't do that. You know, like, like if – being it's fine. Yeah, it's fine to be frustrated. It, it, just people take it way too far. Like I get you're upset. Like I I get upset too. You know, but I just I try to I try to be level headed about it. And get to go to a certain point and go. Well, you know what? If they're not going to do something that I want, I'm just not going to buy. And speak with my wallet. I had a friend that would always rant to me about McFarland sports picks, uh, the football stuff. And he'd always be like, why aren't they making this guy? And why are they making another Manning? They should make, you know, this running back. He's had the best stats and this guy. And every time I'd explain to him, it doesn't, you don't necessarily know that they've got the right to make that guy. Maybe the guy doesn't want to figure, you know, and then he just listened to what I said. And then, but they should make this guy because blah, 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 blah. (laughs) It's like, there's so much more that goes into who they choose than just, you know, what, if they make it whoever they wanted, if they could, but some things just don't fall in the line. The guy won't sign his rights over or whatever. Well, mo- most of them so is the. So, go ahead. Um, <laughs> so am I. Well, I think, I mean, a part of the, what the sports picks they do is they want to have a regional uh, distribution. So they don't want to have like five figures in in one line that are all from New York or New Jersey or something. They want to have it branch out and so they have a California player, a Midwest player, a Southern player, as much as they can so they can they're able to maintain sales in those areas and not have figures bottleneck. You know the funny part of that is I'm up here in the Pacific Northwest and the only figures I have on my shelf are at Toys R Us. I have about 12 Andy Daltons of the Cincinnati Bengals. No idea why. You didn't, you didn't buy them all? No. Somebody bought the wrong uh, case. But he's yeah, a, it seemed, he's a it sweet ginger. It seemed like ginger. it was a regional case. Yeah. But he's a sweet ginger. Gingers have no souls, but they have sport picks. <laughs> There's proof right there. Uh, so... Uh, has anybody think any? Uh, have anything else they want to add? Uh, speaking of ginger, the new ginger and wasabi potato chips from Lay's are delicious. Really? Uh, yeah. Is that a regional chip? <laughs> I don't think so. It's one of the no. <laughs> one of the new yeah, they, four. That's right. Yeah, I they can't find a, it in cheddar mac anymore. Yeah, they have the they have the macaroni and cheese with bacon, um, ginger and wasabi. Uh, what, what were the other two? The oh, the cappuccino, ones. which was disgusting, and, and then the, the mango salsa. salsa, which was pretty good. Which actually okay. tasted like mangoes, which was kind of odd. That was also disgusting. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> was chicken wasabi, I like the chicken and waffle. Well, what, what, what was the Dorito? Was it Dorito that had the secret flavor, and the secret flavor was Whopper? Yeah, there was uh, Doritos had three or four of them, and another one was chocolate. Oh, wow, mm, yuck! Yeah, it, not not happy to uh, find out that mystery flavor. 
Well, have you uh, worldwide? There's like a hundred and four different flavors of Pringles. Oh wow! Oh yeah, that that site I've seen the different ones they have. They are hilarious. Like fish, they have fish Doritos. Um, just pretty much anything you could think of, they've turned into a, a Dorito flavor. I'll see if I can find that website. It was the top fifty or fifty-one international Dorito flavors. Yeah, there's just so many, so many ridiculous flavors. Here we go, uh, Pringles. There's um, Pringles cheesy quesadilla, Pringles cheesy fries, potato crisps, Pringles cheeseburger. Pringles Buffalo Ranch Dip, Pringles Bruschetta Potato Crisps, Pringles Blueberry and Hazelnut, uh, uh, Pringles Chili and Lime, uh, Pringles Sugar and Cinnamon, Pringles Crunchy Dill Potato Crisps, uh, Extreme Blazing Buffalo Wing, Extreme Kickin' Cheddar, Extreme Hot Ranch, Extreme Torch and Tamale. Uh, let's get to the weird ones. It sounds like you already have. Ketchup. It sound extreme. Ketchup. <laughs> oh, here we go. Pringles pecan pie. Wow. Pringles paprika. Pizza-licious potato crisps. Those are all natural flavors right there. Par- Parmesan <laughs> garlic. Soft-shell crab. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, I'm in the ice cream business, and we've had to make some weird ones for overseas. Like, we had to make green tea, which looked like it actually had, like, grass in it, and then a sesame seed. Uh, flavoring for ice cream we had to make. Of course, they quickly got bought and then discarded because they did not sell. <laughs> Are these all still available somewhere? Or? I don't know. I'm looking at this big list of them. I found some Oreo cream-filled Chips Ahoy cookies today at Walmart. Wait, what did you find? Almost like a world's colliding there. Yeah, Oreo? Oreo? Oreo cream-filled chewy uh, Chips Ahoy cookies. I saw the nastiest thing ever. I mean, it was last year. It was yourself can- in the mirror. Oh, <laughs> it was a uh, candy corn Oreo cookies. Oh gosh, I tried oh. the watermelon Oreo cookies and they weren't that bad. It's probably because I'm a fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have anything else they want to add? Oh, well, quickly, what's the reaction about um, The Rock as Black Adam? Uh, I'm happy because I originally heard that he he was going to be Shazam, and that was not going to make me happy. But Black Adam, I'm happy. He could play that well. I'm good with that, too. Yeah, I wonder who's going to play Shazam now. Uh, or... I, I heard that they were going to offer me the part. Oh. I'm not sure if I'm free, though. <laughs> Contract negotiation, huh? You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Sean will be playing Shazam. He's got my vote. Yes. <laughs> you you run the studio, slide, right? Slide slide me a ten. I'll I'll throw you my vote too. <laughs> you have like a little thermometer next to your your photo. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> one like equals one prayer. All right. Well, I guess we should sign off. We've gone all kinds of tangents. Um. So. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the show. Thanks for uh, listening to Functioning Geekaholics. Uh, we have Jay from geeksandgoddesses.com, Corey from tnccomics.com. Steve, when does your your uh, app, uh, game app, uh, come out? Uh, two weeks or so, something like that, I think. All right. Beat <laughs> <Down> Battleground. <laughs> and then I'm Sean from nerdgasms.net. Thanks for checking us out. Yeah.